Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. President Rodrigo Duterte says national recovery from the pandemic is in sight as the country secures COVID-19 vaccines. Duterte made that remark in a tape message aired during the signing of a tripartite deal for 17 million, make that 17 million doses of AstraZeneca's vaccine. He lauded the private sector and local government units for the initiative. There is light at the end of the tunnel. National recovery is within sight as we bounce back and heal as one I commend the business community and the LGUs for your ramping of support for our nation's fight against COVID-19. We now have the weapon to defeat this virus, the vaccine, and let us win this war and save lives and livelihoods. Aside from AstraZeneca, the Philippines has also secured 25 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines from China's Sinovac and 30 million doses from the Serum Institute of India, according to Carlito Galvez. He's the chief implementer of the National Task Force for COVID-19. He added, vaccines from Pfizer and Sinovac may arrive in the country next month. The Philippine government extends travel restrictions covering more than 30 countries to the end of this month. The Interagency Task Force, or IATF, approved the recommendation to extend the travel bans first imposed last month to prevent the entry of the new COVID-19 variant from the UK. That variant has since been detected here in the Philippines in a passenger who came from Dubai. But the United Arab Emirates is not included in that ban. Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque says Duterte will be the one to declare that, if ever, because the list only covers existing restrictions and not new ones. The reimposed travel ban applies to all travelers coming from or transiting through these countries. The IATF has directed the Transport Department to strictly implement issuances against airlines who do not comply. Local health authorities will also extend contact tracing efforts to third-generation contacts of new variant cases. Senator Panfilo Laxon slams the country's vaccine chief, Carlito Galvez Jr., for allegedly accusing senators of demonizing vaccine developers. See, during the Senate's inquiry, Laxon said Galvez specifically named him, as well as Senators Juan Miguel Zubiri and Francis Pangilinan, for politicizing the country's COVID-19 inoculation program. Laxon previously questioned government's alleged preference for the COVID-19 vaccine made by Chinese pharmaceutical firm Sinovac. For the record, we senators do not spend long hours seeking clarification from our resource persons, like Secretary Calvet, because it is incumbent upon us to exercise our mandate to demand transparency and accountability from our chief implementers on how they use or plan to use public funds. Mr. Chairman, let me assure Secretary Galvez, walang politika sa pagdinig na ito. Thank you very much for this. 
Meanwhile, Senator Sanya Angara clarifies data showing estimated costs of COVID-19 vaccines showing Sinovac's inoculation as the second most expensive had been given to the Senate by the Health Department. This, as media reports, cite his office as the source of the prices, which show Sinovac's vaccine at more than 3,600 pesos for two doses. That's higher than other vaccines available in the market. Just to place that on the record, we have no personal knowledge about these prices. We have not contacted any of the manufacturers. Uh, just to place on the record that this came, these figures came from the Department of Health. It did not come as a surprise to many that a Filipino nurse would play a part in history by administering the first COVID-19 vaccine in the United Kingdom. Get to know more about May Parsons in this report by Rose Eclarinal. It was the moment when the United Kingdom took a huge step towards a return to normality. At 6.31 a.m. on a cold December morning, a 90-year-old Coventry grandmother became the first person in the world to have the Pfizer-BioNTech coronavirus vaccine. And the inoculation was administered by May Parsons, a British-Filipina matron of respiratory wards at University Hospital Coventry and Warwickshire NHS trust it has given me a lot of pride mm -hmm. to be able to showcase what filipinos can achieve and also what we can actually in terms of the care that we give what the care of filipinos that give to our people to our patients and our community it's given me the opportunity to show how proud i am of the values that we have as filipinos and the care the, uh, the quality of care really that we give so for me to be able to be chosen for it, I think it also showcases the Filipino um, value of hard work. She's part of the peer vaccination program in her trust, which advocates for the flu jabs for everyone during winter season, particularly for NHS staff or peers. For three years running, Parsons had administered the most vaccine by a vaccinator. This year, she performed 140 jabs in one day, gaining her the moniker Prolific Jabber. Although her team prepared for months for the vaccine rollout, it was only four days before the actual vaccination that she was told she'll give the historic first jab. Parsons believes she was put there because of the impact of Filipino nurses to the NHS, accounting for more than 18,000 health workers, the second biggest group of foreign workers in the National Health Service. It didn't really dawn on me till about a few days later to actually think, oh my God, this is a really big thing. For us to be able to actually say, in NHS, there's a lot of Filipinos that are holding up the NHS. I think the impact that we have on the NHS is it's substantive. I was really, really proud to say that I got chosen for that because of the dedication that I've shown. So, And I'm pretty sure my our colleagues and our Kababayans as well show the same amount. Parsons grew up in Pasay City and studied at Baclaran Elementary School Central and went to Arellano University in high school. She wanted to be a cardiac surgeon, but when she was admitted at the University of Santo Tomas to study nursing, she found her calling. She graduated in year 2000 and worked at UST Hospital until she found an opportunity in the UK in 2003.
obviously when I went to USD for my nursing, um, I fell in love with the nursing. I love this now. I don't want to be a surgeon anymore. An OFW child whose mother worked in the Middle East for over 20 years, Parsons is a hands-on mother by choice, juggling work and family life while also pursuing a master's degree in global healthcare leadership at Coventry University. Not being with my mom as I was growing up, I thought I wanted to raise my kids with me, with me in there, even if I don't go to sleep. I've passed so many opportunities to progress um, career-wise because my kids were... Your priority. My kids were, yes. While the world fights the pandemic, she wants to leave an inspiring message to those seeking a career in the medical field. Rose Eclarinal, ABS-CBN News, London. Search and rescue operations are underway in Indonesia after a magnitude 6.2 earthquake rocked Sulawesi Island. At least seven people were killed, while hundreds of others were injured in the tremor. The quake hit early Friday morning, damaging at least 60 homes. The governor's office, a mall, and two hotels were also damaged. In business, more than 50 of the Philippines' biggest business and civic groups again call on Congress to pass the CREATE bill, which seeks to cut corporate income taxes and rationalize tax perks. In a joint statement, groups such as the Bankers Association of the Philippines, the Makati Business Club and the Foundation for Economic Freedom stress the importance of the stimulus package in boosting market confidence and providing instant relief to pandemic-hit businesses. They also urged lawmakers to act quickly, saying that every day of delay comes at the risk of losing more jobs and investments. If enacted, the CREATE bill, formerly called CITIRA, will immediately trim corporate income taxes from 30% to 25%. It would also give the president more flexibility in granting incentives, which is seen to attract high-value investments into the country. Both chambers of Congress have passed the respective versions of the bill, but have yet to settle on a final version of it. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe, everyone. Keep it here on ANC. We're now going to go back to the Senate for continuing coverage of its inquiry into the national COVID-19 vaccination program. Keep safe.